Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to the Locked On Coyotes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Leonio, covering the Coyotes and Tucson Roadrunners here in the wonderful state of Arizona. Getting ready for today, we got Arizona up against the St. Louis Blues for the fifth of seven times in a row in just the last uh, week and a half or so. Uh, such fun times uh, we got g- coming up. It's uh, it, it's it, It's been something else in just a little bit. We will go ahead and actually welcome the guest of today's show. Uh, but first, there is a couple housekeeping items that I do want to address. First is the uh, the news regarding the uh, contract termination of Assistant General Manager Steve Sullivan. Uh, again, not much is known surrounding the uh, contract termination. But the fact that it said uh, contract termination and not parting ways or uh, you know anything other language shows that you know, Sullivan was fired for cause. And, uh, you know, obviously I don't want to assume anything, but, uh, you know, generally there's a lot of, uh, you know, shakeups generally happen during new general manager regime. They also don't happen during the middle of the season. Uh, lots of questions that have to be asked of why exactly Steve Sullivan was fired. Uh, if it had anything to do with the uh, Mitchell Miller situation that happened over the off season, or the uh, combine scandal that happened also during the off season, then uh, that could have been addressed again, you know, earlier. But uh, maybe nothing came out up until now. And again, I'm just speculating. All that stuff coming up to this point. Um, but again, uh, Coyotes won't provide any more information other than the fact that he was terminated. So uh, we'll see what happens from there. Uh, you know, his official title was the exec- executive vice president of hockey operations. Uh, he was a, uh, he was a professional scout. He did a lot of things. His, his duties diminished over the last couple of weeks as a scout, uh, hard to get any, any, uh, bit of him, um, over the last month or so, not much was known. If I met, if I had, and again, had to speculate any further, uh, maybe see Shane Doan come into a uh, into a role like that again Shane Doan just last month was hired as the um, director of scouting or not really even director of scouting the uh, the director of player development yeah that's what it was he was like the director of player development or something along those lines um, so uh, maybe we see him go into the role that Steve Sullivan once had um, and uh, have him take the role of general manager of the uh, Tucson Roadrunners. Maybe. Again, all speculation leading up to this point. But uh, I just want to put that out there that uh, this happened and that there is not much else that is known. want to get that out there just so I people don't start asking too many questions or asking the same questions that uh, we, we have all been asking ourselves. So that's as much as I will put it at that point. 
But for now, I'll go ahead and turn it on over to uh, Thomas Walsh and Josh Hyman of Locked On Blues as we get set for the upcoming matchup. Arizona Coyotes, St. Louis Blues. So guys, take it away. Howdy. Yeah, we talked about it on our podcast. It really feels like uh, essentially we're up to seven games now, so it really feels like a playoff series now. And obviously you guys are sitting with the upper hand at three games to one. But we do have some games coming up this weekend. One tonight when we post this. Uh, it'll be Friday night and then a back-to-back on Saturday. So, Rob, just from your observations on watching this Blues team, what are some things that stick out to you in terms of things that they might be doing right? But I think more so a lot of Blues fans are interested in uh, the other side of everything that we're doing wrong because it's easy for us to see uh, and nitpick everything because we're super harsh on our team. But I feel like looking from the outside and especially with the stage that the Blues got with the Stanley Cup run and how much, I guess, airtime they got, it feels like a stark contrast between these two teams. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I never knew. I didn't really know what to expect from the, from that Blues team. Uh, I, I talked about this on my podcast. I listed the people that they don't have this year. Um, and I was like, yeah, you guys lost uh, Petrangelo. You're at, you don't have Tarasenko for quite a long time. You know, uh, and you guys just lost Robert Thomas for thumb injury a couple games in for of this series. I left. I listed them off. I'm like, are they going to be that great heading into this series? I don't know. Uh, but uh, you guys' Blues team is still really good. Uh, I I just watch Ryan O'Reilly skate, and I'm just like, uh, this is still a good team. Uh, I had no doubt about that. What I'll tell you one thing though is, uh, and this is a problem not necessarily with the Blues. But with, I think, almost every team that has gone through the Coyotes' way is just giving some of these players too much room uh, in, <laughs> in a way. Whenever I see Connor Garland on the ice, for example, I don't know how he does it. Maybe it's just because these teams are giving him too much room, but he finds he finds the empty lanes way too easily, and it makes him look better than he is. I'm not saying he's not good, because I, I love Connor Garland. He's my favorite player on the Coyotes, but... Uh, he makes, I was gonna say he made he kind of made Colton Pareko look like a pylon. So anyone can that can do that on their way to a goal is it's pretty good at hockey in my book. <laughs> but you know the fact that you're giving him that much room to even get there is 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 one thing. I mean, but uh, again, I, I love Connor Garland. He's my he's my favorite player on the Coyotes. On I guess I think I love all the young guys really. Uh, and uh, I I've been impressed with the way. The uh, short leash line is played for Arizona. I think they they pick things up defensively against the Blues as well. You know, and I think to sort of reflect off of that, that's something that Tommy and I have been touching on all year. And when the Blues are on and when they're playing their game, especially like what we witnessed in the Cup run, they make it so difficult for teams to have any sort of time and space. And I think that we've been seeing the exact opposite of that this year. You know, they've been given a lot of teams a lot of space. And we saw it against Colorado and now we're seeing it against Arizona. When you do that against a young, fast team, you're going to really pay. So I think you, I think you really uh, summed it up nicely there that they're giving them almost too much space. You know, obviously players like Connor Garland are going to break free and get an open space, but you know, blues are almost putting him in those positions to be able to have those nice plays and those nice goals with the space and time that they're giving them. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think to touch on that a little bit as well, the blues haven't really tapped into their full force physical style of play this season. Uh, And I think part of that can also be due to, like, I feel like league-wide, not just Blues games, but it feels like just Blues games because it's so aggravating for us. But uh, I feel like uh, penalties this season mm-hmm. have been called. And I know there were a couple games. I think 
back to back actually it was the same officiating crew where we were like what are they looking at and i'm sure you guys had a couple of head scratchers that same game too uh we were watching the home broadcast so they were just laying into them i mean panger was just giving them the business but it it feels like penalties are up across the league like i feel like i talked about this before on the pod but we would see games where it was like two three penalties total uh per side per game and now it's like five six seven i think someone had like nine the other night just it feels like it's catering more to the speed style of hockey, which I don't mind. But when you've got a team like the Blues, whose bread and butter on making it to the Stanley Cup was their physical style of hockey and just grinding teams down in a seven-game series, I don't think it benefits them at all. Oh, no, I, I don't think it really benefits any team to have a, you know, a, a ref calling literally everything and anything that happens on the ice. It really slows the pace, pace of the game. And I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and point to Monday's game. Um, that last, the last two minutes, last three minutes, I think like what, four or five penalties were called in just the last two minutes alone, um, including the matching penalties. Uh, I forgot who it was for the Blues that committed, but Connor Garland was called for embellishment. Embellishment. Yeah, honestly, Justin I Falk, we, I think. I didn't get a chance to see the full replay of that because I was actually at the Tucson Roadrunners game at the time. So I was like listening to the... Uh, uh, the Arizona radio broadcast while trying to watch the Tucson Roadrunners play San Jose Barracuda. So like trying to do double duty there was not the easiest thing, but when I was listening to it, I was like, oh God, just let's let the guys play and let's, let's, let's get this get going. Right. And, and it kind of just feels like, I mean, one of the things they say about hockey is if the officials called, like actually called every single penalty, there would be 500 penalties a night. And that's sort of what it feels like is like those ticky tack calls at the end of the game. You're like, okay, was that a penalty? Was that an infraction? Yes. Did they need to call that in that, in this instance? No. And it, it feels like not like they're calling bad penalties, but it's been very inconsistent in the way that they choose to enforce them. Like sometimes they choose to be really strict about it. And then other times they let it go and it's prevented. I, I definitely the blues, but I'm, I'm curious if you felt that as well. It's just, I feel like we haven't really seen, a game where the blues have been able to roll four lines consistently and, and generate a lot of momentum just because there's been so many penalties both ways. I wonder if you've kind of noticed that too, just a lack of, I guess, consistent momentum because there's been so much uh, shorthanded time or, or even time on the power play has prevented it too. Yeah. And I think, I think that goes on the, like on the coyote side is um, they, they're not the greatest team on the power play. Um, if you, if you see they like, they're probably one of the better, one of the close to one of the best five on five teams, and their penalty their penalty kill is also uh, suspect sometimes. So, on so five on five, if they can get that get that going, then yeah, they're fantastic. But like you said, with the, all these penalties being called, it's all those inconsistencies. You're trying to see things. It's hard to really gauge exactly how either of these teams are because of exactly that the lack of you know actual enough time five on five. You're listening to a special crossover episode with the Locked On Blues and Locked On Coyotes, Thomas Welsh and Josh Hyman of Locked On Blues joining us here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Good conversation going so far, and we will continue the conversation in just a sec, but first a couple housekeeping items to discuss. First, Bet Online is the fastest way and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is best. It is well. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up for a free account today and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models for automobiles, it is impossible to find the parts that you need on a traditional chain store. It is, uh, it's a crazy amount of times that you go in and they might say, hey, it's across town, or we don't have it, or it's going to be crazy expensive to get it for you. Let's, let, 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 let's just cut that, cut that out and, and uh, start all over. That's why rockauto.com comes into place. It is easy to use because all you need to do is use your mobile device or use your computer with internet and uh, go to rockauto.com and search up your car or truck information, and it's super easy to see what parts will fit your car. The best part is the prices are phenomenal. You can go ahead and save up to 30%, 50% on the exact same part than you know, than you uh, would at a chain store. So just don't take my word for it. Go ahead and check it out yourself. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We here at Locked On Coyotes are covering everything you need to know about the Arizona Coyotes, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And now, head it back to uh, Thomas Walsh and Josh Hyman of Locked On Blues to, to continue this crossover conversation ahead of tonight's Game five between the Arizona Coyotes and St. Louis Blues. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if you've noticed or not either, but the Blues aren't very good at the power play either. <laughs> I think they're we've like not, one, for, one for yeah, one for twenty something uh, in this homestand, uh, and I don't even know what they're at right now. But that's another problem is like for the Blues, if you're not producing on the power play, then really all you're doing is sending your guys out there and boosting their ice time and yeah. put yeah, putting more miles on them. So then when they're at five on five. And maybe there's a little more lax. There's less pressure on them to produce. Uh, they can't produce because they're exhausted. And I think it, the same thing goes for the penalty kill. Uh, it's a lot of your core guys. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly's on both of those, and and he's a huge part of your team. So, and I think we didn't really take that into consideration when we talked about his lack of production here early. But I think we should because it's it's hard to put up that many minutes and, and hard minutes at the same time. And then also produce five on five. It just feels like these teams are, by the time 60 minutes rolls around, they're just absolutely gassed. And I think, like we've been talking about, penalties have a large part to do with that. Yeah, and, and not to mention, too, again, like even though we're, you know, you know, 10, 13 games into the season, depending on, you know, which teams we're talking about, uh, like a lot of these teams didn't have like a long enough training camp or a long enough preseason to really go through some of the proper power play training or, you know, all the, all those practices and everything. And, you know, obviously for a lot of teams that's visible, you know, with Arizona, I would say Arizona is definitely, I wouldn't say as bad as what you guys said with the blues. You said like one of the last 27 or so, you know, I think the Coyotes are like probably right in the middle, like 15, right? Like right there, like 22% on the power play, which is okay. But still, I think most of the teams, probably could have benefited from a little bit longer training camp to work on that yeah I think so too especially with the blues because I mean you get key parts on your power play like Tory Krug 
and Mike Hoffman, and they got a new power play coach in Jim Montgomery. So, it, it like you said, it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of new faces and uh, not a whole lot of time for guys to get situated with the lack of uh, preseason. Yeah, I guess um, a question that I have, and I, I mentioned this at the very beginning of the C- series against Arizona, um, and one of Arizona's biggest problems in years past has been their inability to find the back of the net. But at least to me, it felt like this year – that's just completely gone, and they're they're a scary offensive team now. You know they're able to score in multiple ways, and you can't really rely on them to, to I guess you know put up one or two goals a night like you would in years past. It, it, so have you noticed that like a big shift in, in their in their play this year? Because it seems like they're just night it night and day compared to how their offense is looking. I'll say yes season. and no to that, um, and I was like the uh, the yes because it's definitely a lot different than what I'm used to. No because this team actually had a similar look at the beginning of last year. Like all, like they were okay. a really good offensive team leading up to that Taylor Hall trade when they tried to, when they tried to pick up Taylor Hall to go for a playoff run. After that, they kind of took a huge slump and then a lot of offensive production actually went away, which was quite surprising given that's exactly why they picked up Taylor Hall. But now we're kind of getting back into that. You're seeing the offensive production from Connor Garland, from Christian Dvorak, Clayton Keller. And really, I'll say that, that top line right there um which is garland uh schmaltz and keller i think uh, is just doing some phenomenal things for for arizona um to generate the offense that they need and i think right right now they've been impressive and i really enjoyed watching them create that offense more than what we were used to especially after a terrible playoff run that they did last time yeah i think that's one positive to take away from constantly losing all these games uh, to the Coyotes is I think uh, Clayton Keller was struggling a little bit before this series and it seems like he's picked up his play and obviously being a St. Louis boy uh, I'm always gonna I'm always gonna root for that guy uh, so that's been a lot of fun to watch but I, I would prefer him not to be eaten up against our team but at the end of the day uh, I'm, I am gonna root for that guy through thick and thin of all guys who can score on us I guess I guess he's all right right exactly it's like him and Pat Maroon are like one and two I, I don't mind it a little bit Especially if it's a uh, a final last half second kind of goal. I, yeah, I don't know. That one was that one was a I, stinger. That one hurt a lot. Just because I felt like that game, that game they played so well, and Josh and I talked about it on the pod. They like there's a lot of games where the Blues feel like they're just not up to par in terms of work ethic, and I feel like that's visible in the first period, right? Because it comes out, we come out my last three four games, and um, we're just getting outworked in terms of shots, in terms of. Uh, just losing puck battles and 50-50 pucks. Like, we're just getting beat to every single one. So I feel like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like, like I talked about it uh, earlier in this podcast, it doesn't feel like the Blues team that we know. It, it felt uh, like a, a Mike Yo or a Ken Hitchcock loss. Yeah. That's what because, that game like they almost like. Because like, they almost parked the bus at the end and just said, yep. like, uh, yep. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see where we go and we'll be fine and then end up losing it in a shootout. So The good, um, the good old Blues third period turtle is, is rearing its ugly head. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's just frustrating to watch. And we talked about it on the last podcast, I think, too, that uh, this team, especially during the cup run, uh, really prided itself on like bounce back games. And like when they would have like a, a disappointing loss or even just a loss in general in the playoffs, uh, nine times out of 10, they would come back the next game and win and win convincingly. And the fact that we've dropped what, the street, three straight now to the Coyotes uh as cause for concern in my opinion just because it's it doesn't seem like they have that fire or that fight or that emotion this time around and you know it's funny it's funny that you mentioned that too because i you know i 
uh, it was after the, you know, the Coyotes first game against the Ducks, that I kind of thought the same thing about Arizona. And, you know, I didn't, I was like, man, these guys just, they're not producing as they should. They're uh, like, their confidence isn't there. It looks completely shot. Um, and then even a couple games later, it looked like they were bouncing back first game against the blues. And I was like, eh, they still got a lot of work to do. Rick Tockett was like, if the, that top line, the Keller line wants to stay together, they got to, you know, pick up their crap and actually start producing. And then the moment after he said that, then things changed for Arizona. I think I, I saw a huge different confidence boost. And that's one thing I will say too about Arizona is I know a lot of people have them uh, pegged as kind of one of those teams that'll be fighting for the last playoff spot in this division. I think they've got a really good chance. I think Minnesota's got a really good team too, so it's really going to be one of those guys. But I think what could set Arizona apart is their goaltending. And as mm-hmm. obviously with this back-to-back matchup coming up this this weekend, oh, we're going to get to see both of them. But I do think you guys have a very talented goalie stable, and that's we saw it with Jake Allen and Jordan Bennington. That's that's crucial uh, in the long haul of a marathon that is the Stanley Cup playoffs. The goalie tandem is the is the, uh, the one of the biggest things to have in hockey. Hockey now, obviously, you're you know gone into the days of uh, you know a true starter and a true in a actual backup. You have that one A and one B situation, and in the Coyote situation, even a pseudo one C. I we haven't seen enough from Aiden Hill yet. But again, I've seen him enough in Tucson. He's had enough of a look in, in you know, in Glendale, the Coyotes, a couple of times when both Kemper and Ranta were hurt. And uh, he's impressed. So he's there to fill in at any time as well. And whether I don't, I don't foresee him playing on this back to back tonight and tomorrow. But, you know, we, I, I can't say. I know Kemper's going to play one of the games. Whether or not Antti Ranta wants to play the other and, or Aiden Hill gets it. That I can't really go say. So, so I'm going to kind of force your hand here and say, well, it is nice to have you know a couple good goalies. It it does. There is going to be a time when you're going to kind of have to put all your eggs in one basket, or maybe not. You know, we've seen instances where teams have sort of gone around with multiple goalies. So, let's say you're in charge of the Coyotes and the playoffs start tomorrow. What's your game plan with the goaltending situation? Is there one guy that you think has impressed you, or are you confident enough in the tandem to say? You know, we'll let both of them go. Or what? What's your plan if the playoffs start tomorrow? If the playoffs were to start tomorrow, I'll like I'll go ahead and and uh, give the majority of the starts to Darcy Kemper. That's right? what I would. And yeah, I, that's what I would yeah, think. I don't. Too. I don't think any. That's a surprise to anybody. Darcy Kemper. If you even watched him in the last several months, again going back to that playoff bubble run, uh, he has easily been one of their best players. So I, it, it's no surprise to anyone that I would definitely pick Darcy Camber to make the majority of those starts. You're listening to special coverage of the Arizona Coyotes and St. Louis Blues here on the Locked On Coyotes podcast, crossing over with our friends over at Locked On Blues. We're going to continue our conversation in just a sec. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Again, Built Bar, the the, uh, protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar, extremely healthy and uh, low calorie, but it tastes phenomenal. And they do have a new flavor coming out, limited time only. Now, if you liked the if you liked the cookie dough chunk built bar, then you absolutely love coconut brownie chunk. It is uh, so many different flavors that you can pick from. That's that's their their newest one. Perhaps their best bar yet. 
It's got a dark chocolate, coconut, and real brownie chunks in there. It does not get any better. Don't just take my word for it. Go ahead and try it yourself. It's a limited time flavor to get it available today or it will be gone. So go ahead and go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Every Friday on Locked On NHL, join Joe Biazzi of Locked On Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers as they round out the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down to the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have you every angle of the league covered to close out your week. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. And now... Let's turn it back to uh, Thomas Welsh and Josh Hyman of Locked On Blues to finish off the conversation ahead of tonight's Coyotes-Blues Game 5 matchup. Do you think, at the end of the day, do you, if, you had to, if you had to guess at this point in the season, do you think the Coyotes managed to snag that last spot, or do you think they're like right on the edge uh, and they need a little bit push towards, towards being a playoff team this season? You know, I'm, con- I'm, I'm pretty confident that they uh, have enough in them to make that playoff spot. Um, that's if they continue to do what I'm, what I'm seeing right now, this confidence that I've seen from them in the last three games. Um, that really is unknown to me because this has been an inconsistent Coyotes team for the most of the season so far. Again, they had a, you know, a really good game against Vegas, and then the next one's a crapper. So if they... If these last three games are telling, then yeah, I do really, I really will say that this team is, uh, you know, playoff bound. Obviously, that number four spot is probably where it, we would look at. Um, but would it surprise me if they don't make it? No. It would surprise me either if they surpass the Blues, like if they're trending the same way, honestly. And the Blues might be fighting for that last spot as well. Uh, but I think it's important to note too that you guys are doing all of this without. Your captain, right? Oliver Ekman Larson's been out for a hot minute. Yeah, uh, I think he's come back this weekend, though. Oh well, that's great for us. <laughs> so, so uh, over in the uh, uh, after practice on on Thursday, they actually asked that about Rick Tockett, and he's so. What's the deal with OEL right now? And he said, "Well, he went out practicing. He looked good. Might be able to play play on uh, on Friday." Oh so, boy! We'll see. Oh great! Well, uh, always better get it together. That's all I gotta say. Cause he's I. I've been watching him from the outside for a long time now, and I always try to take him on my fantasy. He's a special player. He's one of those guys that a lot of people sleep on, but he always brings the production, I feel like. so, And especially it, him him being the captain and probably one of the voices, if not the main voice in that locker room, for him to be sitting out night in and night out and then still getting the production that they are from guys like Connor Garland um, and Clayton Keller stepping up in that vacancy of a guy like that, I feel like is is huge for a team that's, like we've talked about, is pushing for that, essentially that final playoff spot this season. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'll also say that, uh, you know, the couple defensemen that's been filling in for him has been doing a phenomenal job. Obviously, it's, you know, lower on defensive pairs, but Jordan Gross is, uh, you know, he's not offensively producing, but he's, you know, he's a puck-moving defenseman, does the same stuff, and, you know, he's done enough of a job to, you know, help the Coyotes, you know, move along yeah I feel like I've been seeing Jacob Chikrin's name a lot on broadcast as well 
Um, he's been tearing it up for him too. So he is. Uh, yeah, he's definitely. I think among the defensemen, other than Oliver Ekman Larson, he is the uh, other favorite for the Coyotes. And yeah, he is also just phenomenal. All right, that will just about do it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Thanks to uh, Josh and Thomas for uh, joining me on today's episode for this wonderful crossover. Again, they are of Locked On Blues as we get ready for today's Arizona Coyotes-St. Louis Blues matchup tonight at 7 p.m. at the Gila River Arena. And if you are a minor league hockey fan, American Hockey League fan, you can also catch the Tucson Roadrunners, who will be set to play tonight against the Ontario Reign. If you missed any of the conversation that I had with Sarah Avampato earlier this week, you can go ahead and uh, tune to the crossover I had with Locked On Kings to uh, talk about that upcoming matchup as well. But thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode today. If you liked what you heard, don't, for, don't forget to leave a good review and subscribe if you've yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. And also, be sure to check out our friends over at Locked On Blues. Uh, Josh and Thomas is doing some uh, some really good things over there as well. Another quick reminder to also follow us on social media. I am at RobLeano1, R-O-B-L-E-A-N-O-1, and at L-O underscore Coyotes. You can interact with us, ask us any questions you have, and we will answer them on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening again to today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Hope you guys are staying safe. Hope you guys stay healthy and don't forget to howl on.